Justin, today I have an exciting topic for you. So there is a different kind of abuse, domestic violence, that can be a little bit more challenging to work with. Why people stay together for the kids, and it's not what you think. Why men are not leading in their home. I'm Cass. And I'm Catherine. Not so obvious ways to get the sex back. So when you dated your husband in the beginning, did you ever answer the door with your hair all crazy? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Welcome to the Moral Marriage Podcast. And today I have an exciting topic for you. So there is a different kind of abuse, domestic violence that can be a little bit more challenging to work with. We do our darndest to take every, I, I actually, there's not one man I wouldn't take on the program unless he doesn't want to learn and grow. But, you know, like there is some, some challenges sometimes with some of the domestic violence that goes on at homes. And um, I really wanted to hear more about this from you, honey, because uh, when I was on that talk <clears throat> show uh, in Atlanta the other day, they, they're psychotherapists and they were very curious as to know more about characterological versus situational domestic violence and why you think you can help or cannot help. <clears throat> can you tell us more, please, honey? Absolutely. So when I speak to a woman, so Cass says that he could he can work with almost anyone. And while I wish that was the same for me, that's absolutely not the same. Because some of the things that I would teach a woman, if she is experiencing domestic violence, getting me getting someone to communicate more, getting someone to put themselves out there more could get them, it put them put them in harm's way or even get them killed. So when I do a screening with a woman and I ask about domestic violence, I want to know what that domestic violence looks like. Because situational domestic violence and characterological domestic violence do, can and do look very different. Situational domestic violence is more of, um, it's based on the situation. So it means the person that lashed out, hit, pushed, whatever they did, was it was antagonized. So let's just say, because statistically when I talk to women, there are more men that are violent than women. I do work with women that are violent as well, but in more, more often than not, it's the men that are being violent, in the women I work with at least. And I think that's probably a common statistic. I don't specialize in domestic violence, so I'm not sure. We do have a lot, but you're right. It's not like it's 50% or higher. It's probably like 30% where women are quite abusive. It's not. Mm -hmm. it's and not, in my program, yeah. it's like 5%. Right. <clears throat> so when so if it's if it's the man that's being violent, let's just put it that way, like I said, I asked the woman what was going on. What was the atmosphere? What was the situation? What were you doing? Because a man lashing out and hitting a woman, there's never an excuse for that. But what was happening? What happened to make him snap? Is he doing it just because it's a Monday and then he just wants to punch you? Or is he doing it because you're literally acting like a cunt? And again, if you are, I'm sorry for using that word. It's so vile. But if you, you if you are, I use it with my, with my women because <laughs> people tend to laugh when I say that. Okay. But it's true. People know. When I say, are you being a cunt, they know exactly what that means because they've been one. Right. So if they can say, well, yeah, I was. Well, are you really surprised that your husband is acting that way? And I'm again, I'm not ever justifying a man hitting a woman, but I'm also not justifying a woman being a cunt to a man. You don't get to say whatever you want to a man and push him to the point where he snaps. Just because you're not going to snap does not mean he's not going to snap. So back to it. it. That'd be kind of manipulation then in a way, right? You're like, you're trying well, to push, but you're not going to react. 
It kind of, right, kind of, good. but in the moment, it's like the reason it's called situational is because it gets out of hand. Right. So you might not be intentionally trying to push your husband's buttons, but you, your partner, let's say partner, damn well, because men do that too. They push. The I just said for this example, I wanted, right. I was going to use men. So you damn well better work on not pushing the buttons. So you might not intentionally push them, but you better do the opposite and, t and try to intentionally not push them. So back to the situational situational is a little bit more even. You know, sometimes situational can be both partnered getting violent. So a woman slaps, a man, you know, pushes that situational domestic violence. It's not typically the man just inflicting violence on the woman. And there's also remorse. So if you push your husband to the point that he pushes you up against the wall, it's usually not a punch in the face. Situational domestic violence, men usually don't, if they're not already violent, they're probably not going to punch you. Okay. So situational domestic violence is less severe. It's antagonized. You're pushing his buttons or like he said, you're, he's pushing her buttons and something happens and it's it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. In the moment, it might not be the reflection of I can't believe that happened, but certainly afterwards, the man or the woman is going to say, I'm sorry, I don't know what came over me. I didn't mean to do that. And it's not something that's happening all the time. It can happen more than once <clears throat> and still be situational because you guys are not going to break the cycle. You're not going to stop being a cunt. You know, so you, there's there, there's a chance. <laughs> I know it's funny. There's a chance that it could happen again because you haven't gotten the skills yet to be able to control yourselves. Now, okay. Before you go into character characterological, yeah. Would you also? Because I call violence everything from the screaming, the words you say, the pushing, the flipping. So we're talking bed, about physical violence. You're specifically meaning phys physical, okay. Okay. physical domestic violence. Yes. Okay. Characterological domestic violence is much more dangerous. It's, it's much more severe. It happens more frequently. And like I said, it just happens because it's a Monday. You know what? You put the dishes away wrong and you are going to get it. You, when it's characterological domestic violence, some of the things that I ask or I ask, um, is there domestic violence? And if they say yes, I say, okay, tell me what's happening in that situation. Usually just by them describing what happened and telling me what they were doing and what he's doing, I can, I can rule out characterological because I can tell like you were acting like a raging bitch and this, your husband did this right. and it's not justifying that he hit her or vice versa. Yeah. That's really, I want to be really clear. It about never that right justifies now. that. It, not never justifies. But when I'm yeah. trying to weigh out, is it character logical or is it situational? I need to know what you did. Am I blaming you? No. Am I excusing anything? Absolutely not. But I need to know what happened. You need to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're like, we're like the lawyers. If you killed somebody, we need to know where the body's buried or we can't help you. Yeah. yeah, I like to say yeah. we're like your accountant. We need to know what you're doing <laughs> okay. with the money. That's safer in maybe our situations here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the first thing is what was happening. So if they describe what was happening and I still can't tell, I'll say how frequent is it. If it's happening frequently and it's um, sounding like it's pretty severe, that's a red flag that it might be characterological. So how frequent is it? What is happening? So if you're getting punched, kicked, um, choked, drying blood, breaking bones, um, getting un unconscious, there's another red flag. If you are afraid to fight back. So when I'm trying to figure out who is doing what in the equation, if you say I'm too afraid to fight back or no, I'm not, I'm quiet. I just let it happen because I'm afraid of what he'll do. Or, you know, he just gets out of control. One of the recent ones was when I asked, um, when was the worst time she said ever? And I said, yes. And she said, you mean accidentally or intentionally? And I said, wait a second. What do you mean accidentally? He's hurting you accidentally. And she said, well, sometimes it gets so out of control. He does things that he didn't mean to do. Another red flag. So again, characterological, wow. the other person is not fighting back. They're afraid to fight back. In situational domestic violence, you're, you're not afraid. I wasn't afraid of him. I pushed his buttons. He Now he didn't hit me. But I mean, could I blame him if he did? Not really. 
because I would get right up in his face or vice versa. Like if I would have punched him, like he deserved it. That situation. I did, did, did. And I would have deserved it too. And I don't, I actually say that in jest because no one deserves to get punched, but that's the difference. I wasn't afraid to fight back because I knew he wasn't going to physically harm me. I was afraid of him, but I wasn't physically afraid of him. Can I ask him. a question? Like, yes. so like, uh, when you wouldn't talk to me, I was screaming at you, towering over you, like, and you're like, I'm going to bed. And I flipped you out of the bed. Mm -hmm. Would that be situational? Um, well, that's a hard one because that, yes, it is violent, mm -hmm. but you weren't. So yes. Okay. But, but it was coming from characterological, emotional violence. So oh, you were characterologically emotionally violent. Right. Okay. But I'm talking about physical. So the physical display that you showed was not, it was out of your character. So you did things like the hot coffee in the face, the flipping me out of the bed, but that wasn't your character. You needed to get way above your boiling point to do something like that to me. I see. Okay. Right. So it's not characterological. Okay. It was based on the things that were happening, but the, I'll, I'll touch on that for a second. Characterologically. So what it means is it's in your character. It was in his character to scream at me, to call me names, to physically intimidate me. That's all characterological. That's the difference between characterological and situational. I am. But you're, but you're breaking it from physical. Yeah, there's emotional, emotional, physical. Right, so okay. for me, I'm not characterologically emotionally violent, but he brought it out in me. You know, we talk about it, reactive abuse, reactive abuse. If you're just reacting and if it's antagonized and it's pushed, that's situational. I'm just not an angry person. I, I don't have that in my character. He doesn't anymore. He's worked that out of his character. He works really hard on that, but it's built into his character. So people that are characterologically domestic, domestically violent, I think I said too many leaves there, but <laughs> anyway, they are dangerous people to be around it. I cannot work with a woman and I will not work with a woman if her partner is characterologically domestically violent because me getting her to show more gratitude, it's not going to work on someone like that. The gratitude isn't going to work. Compassion is not going to work. Doing extra, you know, um, words of affirmation or acts of service is not going to work because it doesn't matter what you do. Your partner sees something wrong with it and they lose control. He needs to want to make a change. And he needs, but we do not specialize in this. If you have that in you, you can, the men can work with cats. I will not work with, with the women. I would consider working with a woman in that situation if the man was working with Cass and if the man was working specifically with someone that specializes in domestic violence. When I come across, the, across these situations, I it, depending on how much they've told me, I usually don't advise people to leave their marriage. If they tell me things where I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt their partner is characterologically domestically violent, I say, you're not safe. I don't usually do this, but I have to advise you to leave in the most safe way possible. And I give them a crisis hotline in their state or in their province or in their country so that they can contact someone that can get them out of the situation safely. Because if you're in that situation, as you know, it also might not be safe to leave. But if I help someone to um, fix that relationship, I could get that person killed. I don't want you to try to fix that relationship because I don't specialize in anything so, that you're going to. So if that's you and you're dealing with characterological, you need to, obviously you're not talking to Catherine now you're listening. So you need to just Google the crisis hotline mm -hmm. and need to figure out how to get safely out of there. It sounds like, and if you're situational, then and you can book a call with me and I'll tell you which one you are. If you're not sure, because when you're in that bubble and you don't know, and you love your partner and he loves you and you're on a roller coaster, if you don't know, you can book a call with me and I will evaluate your situation. And I, I'm, I'm a pretty good, um, evaluator when it comes to that. Yeah. And I'll direct you, I'll direct you to the right resources. If you're so not if sure. you're situational or if you don't know, you know, there are people that can help you like Catherine. Okay. And there is hope, right? I'm not saying there's no hope with characterological, 
but it's going to be like some of the toughest men that I've worked with. It's, it's one of the other episodes we talked about it where there's a high and there's a low and, and just even knowing who I was in the past, when you're in that low, it's like F you, it's over, it's on, let's go, you know? And that's the dangerous side of the characterological that you're talking about. So if you're a man and, and you want to break the cycle, you'll know it because you do feel remorse. You do wish things could be different. You do want the pain to stop, whatever that pain is for you. You know, usually it's just, just hating yourself, hating the way that life is going, always being angry, just wanting it to be done, you know, tired of feeling sad and lonely. There's so many different, all bad. If you can think of any bad emotion, when you're in that low, you're just feeding it. So you might have to wait till you're in the high, but then reach out. When you feel like you want something different, that's the moment to go. We talked about accountability in the last episode. That's the moment to go find a program that you have resonated with, that you want to get out of this. Because my God, life on the other side is incredible. It's freedom. It's liberating. It's everything you ever thought you could have, but don't believe you could have. And I mean, we've we've done it. And so I just, I want to leave you guys with that today. Like identify where you're at, make the change and go get your fucking life. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye.